Oh, see, I thought you left at eight, and you said you get there for eight thirty so you can warm up the computer and have a coffee. And I forgot that was well, no, because it used to be that, and then when Ace started school last year, ah, okay, it moved back a half hour, and it's going to stick at a half hour. Gotcha. And that's how I was like, and then, and the reason was I should have sent it last night, but I fell asleep. But when I couldn't fall asleep, I didn't get to sleep till three thirty last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one, and if you notice, you got the email very, very fast. I had a draft already in case you needed it mm. that I wasn't going to send. Like I didn't want to bombard you with emails. And as soon as you said, "Oh, like I'm going to need the the text with where the picture goes," I was like, "Send." You know what I mean? I'm like, that's already right. I was I was busy last night doing stuff. Can you believe it? I did work for the show. Mm, I'm proud. Yeah, very proud of you. Very proud of you because they totally like did shit with the website where it's different now. It looks different, right. and I was like, I have to redo this. So I even made up a fake a fake name and email just so I could see what it looks like as I went through it as a fresh start. Right. So I did a lot of work, Joe. I'm proud of myself. Uh, listen, I'm proud of you too. Good. That's that's actually just one person proud of me then. Oh, I'm getting old, Joe. So I don't know. We might be starting the podcast, the episode around this time. I don't know. Whatever. You do what you got to do. You tap keys. You say the episode title, the episode number, mm-hmm. all the shit you normally do. Longbox Heroes After Dark, episode 196. There you go. Out of the way. Right. So the show started at some point during this conversation. Some mm-hmm. of the names will be removed or not kept in, so people are right. kept anonymous. Right. Woo! But we were just discussing about doing things with the website and stuff. I was kind of inspired today. Oh, um, wow. It's, I, yes. I, I, I don't think they'll have a problem in me talking about this. Uh, so part of the network... Jason and David, who do Podvocacy and who do Ever uh, uh, Everlasting Minute, the Willy Wonka minute-by-minute podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Part of the network, I would say Podvocacy is probably, you know, the most on schedule of the shows be- besides us and Puzzle Warriors 3, you know? Um, I'll take your word for it. Right. And that, okay, so you'll take my word for it because you're not a podcasting guy, Right. Right. Uh, like, Profane Arguments is off this week. I got Prodigal Sons to come back. And they even lied to people uh, when they announced up on the Profane Argument uh, website, po- uh, Facebook page, whatever the hell it is, that there's no Profane Argument this week. There's a bunch of people like, oh, oh, oh. They're like, oh, don't worry. If you want to get your Ian and Jared fixed, there'll be a Prodigal Sons podcast this week. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know how they're doing it because they didn't send me no files to be editing this unless they were sick and tired of my editing and decided to take it back under their own whatevers. But uh, they're they're big on not responding to emails or texts or contact of any kind, mm. human or electric. So uh, Jason and David take their podcasting very seriously, right? Right. So their most recent episode that came out this week, which you should all go listen to. They kind of put up on Front Street that they're thinking about revamping their entire show because they're not getting the download numbers that I guess they feel that they should be getting or possibly they were misled as to what numbers they were getting, all that sort of stuff, right? Okay. So it got me thinking because we've talked about this off 
Mike, and we've kind of toyed with it a little bit on the After Dark, of course. Um, I, and I don't know if we said it publicly and whether we did or didn't. Uh, we're going to talk about it here. So the main show, of course, averages out around 650 to 700 episode, like downloads per episode, right? Okay. Some are higher than others. Some are lower than others. I try to watch and see patterns and things of that nature that cause it. Uh, sadly, when I appear on other people's podcasts... Uh, to talk about whatever it is that I talk about, it shows no change in our increases. It's not like people hear me on another show and then go check out my show. Not even the what's it the one uh, the the hero the hero click one. Now, I'm, I'm I honestly don't uh, the the Marvel Puzzle Quest one. Right now, I haven't been on that one in a while. When we had Craig on, that caused our numbers to spike, mm-hmm. but. It didn't, like, stick around. Like, within a month, it was already right back to things, right? Okay. So our thing is, like, we do have our niche of talking about comic books, specifically comic books. We don't really get too, too much into, like, the news of, like, the movies and the news of the TV and things of that nature. But as we have discussed, you and I, I do notice that we have those spikes when Marvel or DC or whomever does those day and date deals. The Midnight Sale. The Midnight Sale. And we could talk about a book that had a Midnight Sale, like we most recently did it with uh, Catwoman and Batman Fiddy. Yep. Okay. And we saw a spike in that episode, right? Okay. And there was talk and discussion to do it with Fantastic Four, but it just didn't work out. Yeah, you were you on vacation so and then came no. back and no? Okay. It was my father in law's birthday, so even if I was able to get my mitts on the book, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to read it in time for doing the show. Right. Okay. My mistake. Yeah, I had to go all the way up to Shikshana. Oh, my favorite Shina. Right. So that one, you know, off the rip, like that particular episode is about let's say a hundred above everything else. So if we were able to do that all the time, we would probably see a little bit more of an increase in our listenership. But the other problem is there are so many other comic book podcasts out there that I don't want to say that do what we do. Right. They kind of do what we do. And it's a little bit tough of an impact. It's a little bit of a tough of a market to penetrate. Yeah, well, because like the mo- the movies and everything have made comics popular. So, I mean, in our day, if we we had this podcast when we were young, we would have been like revolutionaries. <laughs> now we're like, seems like we're late to the party, even though we've been around what nine years, something like that, with a year break. But yes, mm-hmm. so it's just I I kind of felt bad for them that they were having this crisis of whatever it was regarding their podcast. And it got me thinking about, like, what we need to do. And I went on our Twitter account, and I followed a whole bunch of extra people. I and- was just going to ask you that, because my I have my, my the long box, because we can both use it. It has been blowing up today with people following, like, because I have that set. Yeah. And I'm going to turn it off now, but it was like, like 30 people today followed yeah. us. So, Right. And I'm going to be a little bit more proactive, because there was a period of time there where the show would go out. 
you know, on a Wednesday, and then maybe we would do like another tweet later in the day, and then I would do the tweet on my account on the following day, and then mm-hmm. maybe hit it one more time, and I kind of got lazy at that, right? So I just need to make a more concerted effort to kind of do that a little bit more, just to push it out there without being obnoxious. Right, right. Um, there are people that I know uh, both pro- personally... And people who I know just directly from their podcasts, and they'll tweet out about their podcast like six times a day, mm-hmm. every day until their next episode comes out, and then it's just a constant cycle of them just. Now it's not the same tweet every single time; they do change right. up the tweet most times. I think you have to do that though, because if not, it because they have like an anti-spam thing. Yeah. Because I've done that. There, remember when I used to have the, hey, you know, this guy gets a trademark? Yeah. When I used to use that a lot, it wouldn't let me do that after like three times. Oh, okay. So I would have to go, and this is the way you get around that, Joe, is you would go, this guy gets it, exclamation point, trademark symbol, and then you hit the space bar. Ah, uh, see, look at you. And then, you know, after when that one times out, you go, this guy gets it, exclamation point, trademark symbol, Space bar, space bar. Mm-hmm. And you can do that until you fill up the hundred and two hundred and eighty characters now. <laughs> uh so yeah, it's just you know, obviously we could always get more listeners. There are people out there that claim that once you get consistently a thousand listeners, mm-hmm. then you can make money with your podcast. Like a thousand downloads and it's consistent. But it's so tough to track that sort of thing for real. Right, because it's all like it's all like yeah. Uh, rumor and innuendo at that point. Like, nobody's honest about their numbers. Right. And the people that are honest about their numbers, they may not even be getting the correct numbers from the reporting services. Mm-hmm. Because the reporting services aren't honest. Um, and, and again, all we have is the Amazon click-through. We don't have any ads or sponsors or anything else like that. We have in the past, whether, you know, back when it was the other version of the show, and that was great. But that was... That was, like, the housing markets. That was, like, junk bonds that you would see in a movie like Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. That network that we were part of, where they were regularly putting out five to six different shows a week, is done. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many podcasts, it's so difficult to really monetize it. In the way, because everyone is monetizing it in the same way. Right. Mattresses and stamps. Mattresses and stamps and food services. There's <sighs> podcasts now that I listen to that have not only like in-show commercials, but also live reads by the hosts for things like Target and Geico and like Ooh. big name sponsors. You know what I mean? Right. It's crazy. We ain't mm-hmm. getting those. Well, I think we can get Sorny. Not magnet box, <laughs> maybe magnet box with a you know with an outside cabinet to prevent fall apart of all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But and anyway, go ahead. There's another podcast that I listen to called "Who Are These Podcasts," and I was going to mention this to you last week, where it's essentially the, this guy Carl who's in <laughs> Rochester, New York, and one of these days I'm going to take a trip up there so I can meet the world famous Carl. But he's a big podcast guy as well, 
And what their show is, is every week they pick a podcast, whether it be something that was submitted or something that they come upon, however it is that they come upon, and they rip the podcast to shreds. Oh, boy. Pick apart everything that they can about it. And there have been times where they'll have, they're like, oh, this, this, they're like, we're pretty sure that this was submitted by the guys who do this podcast based on this email we got. So that's what we're going to do next week. And they do it and they rip the podcast apart. And then those people are like, oh, I didn't know you were going to say that about us. Oh, and I was legitimately thinking about submitting Mm -hmm. us to them just to see if it would boost our numbers. Go ahead. I don't care. If they rip us apart, they rip us apart. Right. Now, see, here's the problem with that. Mm-hmm. You don't listen to podcasts, so you'll never hear this. Right. No. no I what, listen yeah. to that podcast, so I'll probably end up like, oh, I'll have to listen to it, you know? Well, if, now, if you gave me an email that said, hey, Todd, you know, remember when I submitted that thing to Carl? And I'd be like, yeah, well, it's a go, and they recorded something, and they talk about me and you. I, uh, I might I might fancy gentlemen it and be like, oh, they're talking about me. I got to listen. So so I would. I would listen to that one. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But it's just it's it's just thoughts of how we can increase ourselves with, you know, Jason and David, of course, talking on Podvocacy this week about what they're going to do about revamping their show or whatever they're going to do. And I, I'm sure whatever they're going to figure out is going to be for the best. I'll still listen, as I always do. Mm-hmm. Um, I do skip the TV part, and I did mention that to them. You know, um, well, why would you listen to stuff that doesn't interest you? You know what I mean, right? And you know, I like, and the, and this is a tweet that I've always wanted to send out so bad, and this is not for you. Uh, it's for the one wrestling podcast that I listen to called Between the Sheets, mm-hmm. where they take like a week of like whatever year it was, like this past week was like here's everything that happened in the world of wrestling in 1999 of this week. Right, so they talk about it, mm-hmm. and they break it up. Here's, you know, depending on what year it is, what promotions exist. And I was going to send out a tweet that I bet there's people out there that only listen to the Japanese and international sections on Between the Sheets mm-hmm. and skip everything else because I skip the Japanese section and I skip the international section. Right. Because I was never a big Japanese wrestling guy, and I don't, I didn't follow what was going on in the Maritimes <laughs> or in Mexico or whatever it is, right? So I skipped those parts. And it helps me get through a six hour podcast in like four hours and 40 minutes, right? Or, or oh, sve- you get that down to a svelte time right, right there. I trim it down, and that was the joke is that I bet you there's people that are like, oh, I don't want to hear what was going on in the WWF during its hottest period. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is boring. Yep. You know, you know who that guy would be? Me. <laughs> well, but you I'm don't also, even download the episode. I'm the guy who's not listening to the maritime or the <laughs> Japanese stuff either. Right. Oh, I'm just listening to the ads. Please right. just give me the ads. But I, I'd mentioned to them, you know, we have our format that we stick to. Mm-hmm. Here's the news, conventions, digital stuff, what we read, what we're looking forward to, plugs at the end. And then the drips and drabs of, like, oh, Art Attack and the, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of stuff. And at the very end, uh, we talk about the TV stuff, if there's TV stuff, movie stuff, if there's movie stuff. 
Right. And then there's me trying to derail it and you keeping it on topic most of the show. I'll try to. Right. But the reason that I put the movie stuff at the end or the TV stuff at the end is it's like, oh, I would say, because, oh, you know, just in case you don't watch it yet or you don't want to be spoiled by something. Or you don't even care. Or you don't care. And then you're just done with the podcast. And you right. listen to 85 to 90% of what we did. The rest is fine. You got a full amount of the podcast because I think a lot of times if people are fast forwarding through bits, instead of just like, I listen to this part and then this little tiny bit at the end or this big bit at the end, I just skip. But if you put the part that I skip in the middle and you make me search through the podcast, and I know Jason does something that if you're listening through it through a podcatcher, you could actually hit like a little fast forward button and it'll skip. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I, I don't I don't do that, and sometimes the podcast pod is why I don't like podcatchers because you can't trust them. It doesn't work all the time, right? So it's just like I would never move the TV section to the middle of the show because to me that's giving the people an excuse to be like, eh, I don't want to tune into the rest if I have to skip through this, and they just end. It, you know what I mean? Right. It becomes work. Right. The easier you can make it, the better. Is all I'm saying. Right. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to get some of our stuff out there. I kind of gave up on sending out all the stuff uh, for, like, sponsorship stuff. A lot of times, like, you know, we'll get, like, the wild hair up our butts about, like, oh, Luigi's Italian Ice will respond to us. Like, this past weekend, with the uh, the, the the interaction on Twitter that I had with Moe's, did you right. say Moe's Southwestern Grill responded to me? No, I didn't. Moe's, they responded to me several times back and forth. Now, granted, they didn't look at the other tweets where I said I think their food is garbage and I got mm-hmm. Hardee's instead. Right. Because <laughs> that's, you know, they had a good response to me. I made sure that I wasn't tagging them and the stuff where I was saying negative things about them. And if this is a different day and age and I actually liked Moe's, I probably would be like, hey, we do a podcast. Mm-hmm. Just throwing it out there. Uh, but we've had poor luck and no response with everything from IHOP to <laughs> Carvel. George Foreman Grill. Uh, what the hell else have we done? I mentioned Luigi's Italian Ice. Wasn't there soda at one point? No, no there was all the booze sponsors. Oh, the booze. What, my my life's blood. What was I thinking? Right. Uh, because that's the thing. they're looking for those premium podcasts. Mm-hmm. But they're not even looking for those premium podcasts. Like, someone as small as Luigi's Italian Ice, right? Right. When someone who is a person, me, contacts them and says, I do a podcast, let's do something together. They have mm-hmm. no idea what the fuck to do with that. Well, I don't, I mean... Well, they do, they delete it, but the reason they're deleting it is because they don't know what to do with it. By having all podcasts in a network, if you will, whether it be, you know, Podcast One, Westwood One whatever these other podcast networks that are out there, the Panoply Network and all these other things, they, the big company, Podcast One, let's just say, for example, right? They have dozens, hundreds, thousands of podcasts under their umbrella, right? Right. And they, as one conglomeration, take all of those podcasts and go to Luigi's Italian Ice, and say, for X money, we can get your ad read on these hundreds of shows. 
Mm-hmm. That makes sense to them. But one guy with one podcast contacting a company, no, no, no matter how big or how small, they don't, that doesn't make sense to them. It's like, oh, it does not compute sort of thing. And it's also different when you have one podcast. It's like, now something with Luigi's, I, like, I don't know. How far and wide is Luigi's Italian Ice? Is it cross country? Is it local? Is it? Do you know what I'm asking? I would say that it's, you know, worldwide-ish. Okay, because then, then okay, then that makes a, a different choice. Because sometimes when you get, like, a niche, like, product, and you're like, oh, this or that, and then it's like, can you buy it in the store? All right. Then, yes, then we, we'd we like to do advertising. If not, it's like, if we if we got, just say, Tasty Cakes, which are the East Coast, blah, 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 whatever, like Northeast, whatever. Like, we have people who listen in in, in, in Europe, you know what I mean? And, and here it's like, who's, who's buying Tasty Cakes? Mm. So it comes down to, like, that's why I've thought about, like, s- some stuff. And I have one or two ideas for the main show for a sponsor, but I'm waiting for something to happen. I'll talk to you about that afterwards. Oh, okay. But I've st- I still feel like what we need to get is stuff that's niche comic, like, and they sh- they ship. Do you know what I'm saying? And you could be like, then even if we don't make a million dollars, it's like, oh, we've even talked about this. Just give us some product to give away. Give away. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think that's the way to go. You know, and then after that, we, you can always try your your Long John Silvers with Fish Math and your your Rita's Italian Ices and stuff like that. Right. Luigi's, and, and 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 always, hey, shoot for the moon. What's the worst we can do, miss? Right. You know, it's not like it's costing us money to try. Right. So it's just I've kind of given up for a little bit, only because you know maybe when the new year begins or the new fiscal quarter begins in October, I might do it again. After the cons, the big cons, where I'm out, you know, peddling my wares. So, oh, he's sending off an email to somebody no, for a sponsor. No, no, I'm just making a note for myself. Just one last sponsorship before he goes on hiatus. <laughs> Dear Walmart, oh. can we sell your your comics? I hear you sell comics. I can't find them in your store. Hmm. But apparently you like they're to here adver- somewhere. Would you like to advertise that you sell comics on a comics podcast? <laughs> Fuck you, we're Walmart. <laughs> exactly. We're gonna we're gonna do our own Long Box Heroes podcast and put you out of business. Right. Oh, I would love to hear Walmart Todd and Walmart Joe. Oh. <laughs> and then just closing this out is you know of course there's the option of doing like a Patreon or whatever. But to me, a Patreon seems like way more work on everyone's part. Right. And I don't think anybody's going to pay to listen to us. That's the odd, odd, I honestly believe that. Mm-hmm. Now, you'd be surprised, but the problem is how much are they going to, you know, how much are people going to pay? Uh, how often are they going to pay? Is the risk of doing this, which is... Setting up a patron, creating the tiers, sending your tax ID, continuing to update the site, deciding are we going to do it as 
like exclusive content, and now what's the exclusive content that we have to provide? Mm-hmm. Um, and things like that, and you know, then the return on that could be even less than our Amazon click through. Which again, we're not doing gangbusters, old, mm-hmm. you know, Grizzly Bear Egg Network money, but we're still doing good, right? I got no complaints. You don't. I don't complain either. You know what? Like honestly, what we make on the main show, you know, maybe people click through here too. I don't know. It's all the um, same. It's all the. Same. It's all the same, right? Well, what I mean is, I don't know how many. We don't really push the click through on on this show. You know what I mean? So I don't mm-hmm. even know if people know about it. To tell you the truth, and I don't. And I'm not, you know, saying we have to do that more. But my thing is, you know what it keeps me in? It keeps me in random issues of comics huh? on eBay because it gets sent to my PayPal from you, and then my PayPal buys. I'm like, oh, you know what I need? I need those three issues that I'm missing. And I go on eBay and it buys them. When we have a good, when we have a good month or a good couple of months, or, you know, around Christmas, maybe, you know, that's when we, we, we do some stuff. It goes, maybe I can get, maybe I can get a commission off of somebody because they take PayPal because I've let it build up. That's what, that's what the, the, the show does for me. I, I enjoy talking comics and bullshit on this show with you. And if I make 10 bucks or five bucks, that's a bonus. Mm-hmm. That's I, I don't know. I'd love to make a lot of money. I'd love to do this for a living. But, you know, see what happens, you know? So, to close out the show, of course, we do need to discuss next week's soon-to-be-named movie project thing. Mm-hmm. And I had to go and get my envelopes. Oh, I hope it's an Oscar-winning performance. You have to rip one open. I do. I, I have a feeling one will have to be opened. But we're still okay. going to do the lead-up, right? Right. Now, my plan initially was that I was going to wait until the end of the year to tell you all the people who have contacted me suggesting movies. Mm -hmm. But I have to specifically bring one up here, as next week uh, in our area, in the greater Scranton, uh, Clark Summit, Dixon City area, on a Wednesday night, specifically Mm -hmm. August 29th, uh, the local drive-in is doing a double feature of two films. Now, one of the two films, uh, my good buddy Doug, who is an avid listener of this show and not of the other show, right, contacted me and said, make Todd see pieces. Right. To which I responded, I still want Todd to be my friend. <laughs> now, is this like... Reese's Pieces? Sure. Okay, maybe I'll go. So the tagline for Pieces, uh, the poster for it, right, shows a man completely in shadow with a giant silver chainsaw sticking out and a woman on the ground, scantily clad, all All stitched up back together. And the tagline for the film is, it's exactly what you think it is. (laughs) Oh, boy. See, Todd, this is a movie that I saw when I was maybe about eight years old. Mm-hmm. And then... The perfect age. Right. Then I revisited it several, several, several times. Uh, when DVDs first came out, there was a piss-poor transfer of this film <laughs> that looked like it was like somebody was holding their camera up to a screen, and it was like you could get it on DVD, like the actual physical DVD release of it, for six bucks. Oh my goodness. Uh, 
but they're doing a double feature of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original from 1974, and Pieces. Legitimately two of my favorite horror movies of all time. Texas Chainsaw Massacre teeters into the favorite movies of all time. Pieces <laughs> is a completely guilty pleasure. So you're saying this is your Smokey and the Bandit 3 Bronco Billy double feature? Uh... No, because these are two good movies. Ah, okay. And pieces is pieces is just nonsense. Like you would like it for the camp value of how ridiculous it is. Right. The poor dubbing, the forty-year-old people who are being passed off as college students, <laughs> uh, the random karate sequence that just happens out of nowhere. Don't spoil it. I may uh, watch it someday. Oh. So I will be going. I will probably stop. I will find a Chinese place. I'm almost guaranteeing I'm going to this by myself. Because, first of all, I can't see anybody else going out on a school night. And I shouldn't be out on a school night either. Mm. But it's Pieces and Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the drive-in. Oh. So I'm going to stop on my way there. I'm probably going to get some Chinese food. And I'm going to sit in my car alone and eat Chinese <laughs> food. And watch these two movies at the drive-in. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, it's like any other Wednesday, but you're just not in front of a school during the afternoon. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let me just tell you something about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right. And then we're going to get to our pick for the movie. This is an extra long episode of After Dark. You know what? I don't give a shit. I'm, ta- I'm taking my time and I'm running. All right. Uh, basically, I, my friend Jerry, is one of his favorite movies of all time is, is Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. And I don't know how many times no, I've heard. Part 2 is it. Okay. Right. Let me just. Go, go, go. It, just for great quotes, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Like I don't know how many times I heard quotes, but you know the the, the famous the famous uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's a, it's the first one. It's like you know whatever everybody's heard of it. I watched that movie years ago. That and I I don't remember a lot of it. Yeah. The only thing that I do remember is somebody getting fucking clunked with a hammer and then falling down. And their goddamn legs twitching, and that still haunts me to this day. Because <laughs> that look motherfucking real to this guy. Uh, it was just like, to me, that's something a body does when you clunk it with a hammer. I, I don't know. I've never actually... Well, actually, I have. My old man has done some, some wacky shit. But, you know... I. Ugh, I just, I just, I hate that scene, man. I hate, like, I, I can see it in my head right now. One anyway. of the best shot scenes in movie history. Mm-hmm. Just an, an unremarkable, like a, a remarkable, an unbelievable moment in film history. Mm-hmm. It's just the girls looking around. It looks like the house is abandoned. And then all of a sudden you just hear the shunk. Where the door opens up, we cut mm-hmm. to the shot of Leatherface. We just do like kind of like a profile from his chest up to his head, and then that thunk with the hammer, and then he draws that, then he drags that twitching body behind the door, shunk, and the door shuts again. Oh, Todd, that's horror, man. Ooh, that, I got goosebumps, baby. I, I may have missed like, but I was close. You know what I mean? No, you're on point, brother. Okay, because I don't remember the dragging, but I do kind of. I mean, now I now I want to go with you and watch these two movies. And what do you Chinese? want the Chinese place? What? Oh, I just do. I just want the general sows. That's okay. what I want. All right, but we can't put pieces on the list. I only have to mention pieces. I would I would have waited till the end of the year to mention it, 
Um, but it was just because, like, what's the coincidence that it's happening at the drive-in, right? Synchronicity. That's why you did it. Right. So, but instead, Todd, we're going to the mythical movie year of 1991. Okay. Uh, this was the summer in between my seventh and eighth grade. And I mm-hmm. saw a lot of movies in the theater that summer, Todd. Okay. Some of the notable movies that came out in the year 1991. Uh, films such as Backdraft. Thelma and Louise. City Slickers. Robin Hood, The Prince of Thieves, The Rocketeer, Ooh. Naked Gun Two and a Half, Terminator Two, Point Break, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and then we're at the end of uh, July into the beginning of August, and things get a little suspect. But we have we still have Hot Shots, <laughs> we have Double Impact with uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. Uh, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. You see how oh. things kind of you th- you see how things kind of petered off. You know, mm-hmm. July. You know, it, it the summer starts strong, and then kind of ends right around your uh, Terminator Two Judgment Day, Point Break, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. And then it's just like a, a steep cliff off that. I don't know. It might have peaked at Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man with just the line, "If you were shooting at shit, you wouldn't get a whiff." That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> But we're not watching any of those movies, Todd. Mm-hmm. We're watching on a movie that they had banked on being the big hit of the summer. It was released on Memorial Day weekend. It had a production budget of $65 million. Oh, boy. Its opening weekend was $7 million. Ooh, it's, so it made up... Ugh. It's lifetime worldwide gross. I'm sorry, it's its opening weekend was 7 its lifetime worldwide gross was seventeen million. Uh, but the the the, pre, the, the prodigy, uh, the 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 prejudice, or what's the uh, premise? Like Joel Silver was involved in this. Uh, the pedigree Mike, is the word. The pedigree. Have. There you go. Uh, the Michael Lehman, who who directed previous to this, Heather's, uh, was involved in this. Uh, he also. Did a bunch of other movies after this that I can't say because then that'll give things away. Uh, the writer, Daniel Waters, uh, was a co-writer on Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Oh, boy. He also was a writer on Batman Returns, Demolition Man, the aforementioned Heathers. All of these movies. The cast is fantastic. Frank Stallone is in this movie. Danny Aiello is in this movie. Sandra Bernhardt is in this movie. A young David Duchovny is in this film. But where everything rests for this film, Todd, is on that of its lead. Bruce Willis. <laughs> Coming off Die Hard 2, they let <laughs> Bruce Willis be a co-writer on the 1991 film Hudson Hawk. Oh, boy. Now, I know you have said there's a movie that you have never seen before. Never even, you know, watched any, like, second of it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> currently, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, has a uh, top critic score of 20%. Uh, not the lowest of the films. Uh, but Bruce Willis plays Eddie Hudson Hawk Hawkins, a master thief, who is being released from prison. And is being blackmailed 
into a heist that involves Da Vinci and a thing to make gold and his flying machine and there's all sorts of action scenes and comedy and the way that and again I don't want to give things away but he and Danny Aiello have a special way that they time how much time that they need to take a take care of a heist the movie to me has everything I have so many fond memories of this film but of all the movies I think this is the one that possibly is going to hold up the least okay it's the opposite of Bronco Billy got it so am I opening one of the envelopes on Hudson Hawk? In those little envelopes that you have there, take number three and rip that bad boy open. Is this the one? I'm doing the Howard Stern where I'm crinkling the envelope next to the microphone so you can hear me opening it. Mm-hmm. Okay, Empty. Karnak. Oh, no. There's it... a tiny Just... folded up piece of paper that says Hudson Hawk. Oh, Todd. <laughs> you know me so well. I do. We got two more to go. Let's see. And if I get, well, there's one of them if I get perfect. Ding, ding, ding. That's right. We're going on. I have still haven't been come. there yet. What? I still haven't been there yet. All right. So sadly, Hudson Hawk is not on any of the main streaming services. You know, you can get it through your iTunes, your Amazon, your places like that for like three bucks. Um, or you can go to your local library and see if you can take it out. I don't think this is a red box hit. Uh, but Hudson Hawk, I'm excited to watch it again. I'm hoping that it still lives up to the memory in my head, having not seen it in many years. Uh, but like I said, if there's any movie that is going to not hold the memory, I feel that this might be the one. And if you can't find it in the red box, you know, mega hits, maybe check under a local bridge and see if oh, someone threw one goodness. there. But I'm excited to watch this over uh, I don't know, whatever I do on the weekends when I watch movies. I think the bassist will be happy. Oh, okay. This is one of his favorite movies. Oh, see, me and the bassist have a lot of uh, commonality when it comes to our films. You guys are like a spinning mirror image of each other. <laughs> um, the only guy you look like more is uh, that words guy. But anyway, um, I I look at it as he was like, he's like, if... Because I was telling him what I thought was on your list. He's like, if Hudson Hawk is on this list, he's like, we're watching this. He goes, <laughs> goes all the other ones, he goes, I'm watching this with you. You've never seen it? I'm like, nope. So I might have a viewing with the bassist. Oh, that'll Hudson. be sweet. Well, maybe I'll get some Chinese. and Oh, yeah. Watch it next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. No, you'll have to have watched it before we record next week. Oh, I was hoping while you were watching... Uh, you know, pieces and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. But, oh well, I'll get it done, don't worry. All right, so, longboxheroes.com, longboxheroes, or uh, soon-to-be-named-network.com, soon-to-be-named-network.tumblr.com. And, uh, you know, we mentioned before, the Amazon link. If you're just a listener of the show, buy some stuff through the Amazon link across the top of the page over at longboxheroes.com, and uh, we get a little bit of a kickback. And uh, if you're going to rent Hudson Hawk this week <laughs> to keep up with us on the show through Amazon, make sure you click through our little, uh, what we call it? click through there, spend the three bucks to watch the movie, and then Amazon, like, 
algorithm gets thrown off. Like, I didn't know people watched Hudson Hawk. I didn't even know we had Hudson Hawk. This is the way they find out that they own Hudson Hawk or something. <laughs> There's a guy who has to go into a vault and blow the dust off it. <laughs> right. Put it in the streaming machine.